everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. A happy belated Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Happy National Have a Coke Day to you. I didn't have a Coke today. I did. I'm having You've one. You've had enough of both of It's Sunday. I'm having my, well, technically my second, but I, I lost my first one after like three sips somewhere along the way today. <laughs> so it All doesn't right. really count. Let's talk about the Disney Parks blog. They have some spring digital wallpapers. That's right. If you enjoy digital wallpapers, this can be used for your uh, iPad, your iPhone, your Apple Watch, your Droid phone, your PC. Um, They have some new uh, digital wallpapers that have uh, vibrant colors, and they're very springy. They've got butterflies. They've got flowers. They've got spring. They've got pastel colors. They look like wrapping paper. They do. So if you want to uh, check that out, you can go out to the Disney Parks blog and uh, check out that link. All right. Um, On the Disney Parks blog, they are celebrating halfway to Halloween. That's right. Halfway to Halloween. Disney Disney and Hallmark will make uh, any day. out of uh, anything. Exactly. Uh, So Disney, halfway to Halloween. uh, They've got a ton of stuff, a ton of content out there. Uh, on the Disney Parks blog. Their biggest thing is the announcement of their Disney After Hours Boo Bash, uh, which is going to be this year's Halloween party. It's going to be a three-hour event that takes place when the park closes. It's going to um, begin on August 10th and go through Halloween on select nights. And it is uh, scheduled for 9, 9 to 12, but you can get in the park at 7 if you have a ticket to this. Okay. So a little different than Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in the past, where you could get in at four, right. uh, sometimes as early as two. And that was if you're like a DVC member right. with an annual pass. And, um, but uh, they're going to have character cavalcades. There won't be the big parade, no headless horsemen, no grave diggers, you know, the butlers and stuff. Um, uh, don't know if there's going to be trick-or-treating, but they will have Halloween candy, exclusive offerings, entertainment and attractions and more. All right. So that is coming. Um, also, they have announced that uh, Uncle Deadly from the Muppets is going to be giving us a tour of some of the haunted attractions around the world uh, in various Disney parks. That's going to be on Disney Plus this fall. Then we're going to get, of course, uh, some exclusive merchandise. Oh, yeah. A lot of it related to Jack Skellington. Uh, a lot of it related to Halloween in general. Uh, they have put together on Disney Plus a mummy-approved watch list of creepy, uh, creepy, uh, creepy and scary movies. Um, they've also arranged to have uh, some stuff done with their TikTok team. Uh, you know, there's going to be special foods which we won't get into, um, but you know, pumpkin muffins. God, I hope they don't. Oh start my God, pumpkin, this is so stupid! I can't stand spice it. Pumpkin spice this early. This is awful. Can we skip these stories? This is so dumb. Sure, somebody's how having. How are a- we? How, how, why are we celebrating Halloween? We're celebrating halfway to oh, Halloween. So We're getting excited for so it. So stupid. All right, we'll skip the <laughs> Halloween stories. Let's move on to California, where maybe they're not so ridiculous. Um, Disneyland is offering some on-site vaccinations for cast members and their families. Yes, Disneyland has announced that uh, over 15,000 cast members, um, both active and furloughed, along with their families, will be eligible for a vaccination clinic that they will be doing on site at the Disneyland Hotel throughout May and June. They're going to have the single shot Johnson & Johnson or the two shot Pfizer vaccine. 
So uh, the Disneyland Hotel is currently closed to guests, but cast members will be able to receive, uh, you know, their vaccination. So, so kudos to Disney. And they did close that massive vaccination site that they were doing in one of their parking lots because they needed to close that now that the parks are back open. Right. So. Well, if California is anything like Connecticut, um, most people who have wanted to be vaccinated have at least gotten their first shot. So right. Uh, maybe things are a little slower in California. Though. Maybe. Uh, they have installed some self-pay parking machines uh, for the downtown Disney district. That's right. Uh, this is the Simba parking lot for the downtown Disney district. Previously, you had to pay cast members uh, when you drove into the parking lot. Um, but now they have set up these self-service kiosks. They allow you to pay before you leave. You insert your ticket in and then drive away. Um, so the, the funny thing is they allow you to do validation, but you still have to pay. Because even with validation, like your validation... Uh, only applies discount. after the first half hour of paid parking. Okay. So um, you can get validated at a restaurant or a shop, but you still have to pay. For because the first half hour. Have, you still have to pay for your first half hour. All right. And that first hour of parking costs $10. How much is the I'm first sorry, half hour? I'm sorry. The validation occurs after the first hour. Oh. So all parking is $10 for the first hour. Wow. And then you can get validations. How much is it to park for like three hours if you're just shopping and you're not if you're just walking around and getting snacks? Uh, well, it depends because you get an additional three hours of parking with a twenty dollars minimum purchase or and validation from any downtown Disney location, or an additional five hours of same day parking with validation from any di downtown Disney table service restaurant. Who's going to stay for five hours? I don't just know. Just give me my first hour for free. So it sounds like you're going to have to pay no matter what you do. Yeah. Sounds but like if you buy bucks. something, you can, yeah. If you I buy something. What, if you don't buy something, I wonder what the charges are. Is it another $10 every hour? I, that, I don't have the hourly rates in front of me. All right. Um, in Florida, the park hours from July 18th to the 24th have been released. I'm sure they're the same as every other time. That's right. Magic Kingdom, 9 to 9. Epcot, 11 to 9. Hollywood Studios, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right. And they are continuing to remove the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom plaques from around the Magic Kingdom. That's right. They removed one uh, from around the corner at the Diamond Horseshoe, which was located in brick. And then additionally, there was one in brick um, inside of uh, Sir Mickey's, uh, at the entrance to Sir Mickey's. So they had to do some brickwork around them, which is really funny because you can tell exactly where yeah. the plaques used to be because the bricks are brand new. But the medallion at Sir Mickey's was the final uh, sorcerers of the excuse me sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom plaque to be removed. All right. Um, in the Magic Kingdom, the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor sign has been uncovered. That's fantastic news. It is because uh, they have been closed since last March. Uh, the entire cast and crew were laid off in October, um, and uh, very excited uh, to see that this might be open. The waiting area has been used as an overflow for the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin queue, and it was really depressing to line up for the Space Ranger spin queue and have to go into Monsters, Inc. Um, but uh, hopefully before long, we will be making funny with the haha -ha once again. <laughs> Very good. Because that is one of my favorite attractions. It is. It's great. Um, cool, the uh, legs to the cool ship are going to be repainted for a third time. 
That's right. The uh, cool ship has been behind construction walls since um, March. The cool ship is the refreshment station in Tomorrowland. Um, previously, the legs were painted black, and then uh, they were repainted silver. Well, now they have been sanded down again, and parts of it have been sealed and covered with blue painter's tape. So they're putting a third uh, layer of paint down. Um, the rocket itself has had another coat of red paint. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to look nice when it's done. It's, you know, just general housekeeping. Unfortunately, it, it takes a big event like a 50th anniversary celebration to get things to, painted, right? To pull out all the stops. It's kind of like when you're having people over for a party is the only time you actually do like the nitty gritty cleaning. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cause I don't think Disney wants to just throw everything in a closet like we do before they have people over. <laughs> Probably not. All right. Um, in Epcot, living with the land, uh, the roof maintenance has been completed. That's right. Five weeks ago, they put up some scaffolding around living with the land. And uh, that was to do work on the greenhouse roof. Uh, I went through there, what, two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it was it was there. It, it just obscured your view of the roof. They did a good job of putting it in. You know, there's a lot of steel in there anyway. Uh, but it is now... Uh, been removed and there's now an unobstructed view of all of the plants and flora and fauna and fish and everything else that is there. Okay. Um, they're putting in a new popcorn stand in, in Epcot? They are. Where is that going? Well, in January, you might recall, we did a story about them filing for permit of a new permanent popcorn stand. Uh, and that's going to be in the World Celebration neighborhood, which uh, uh, is actually the area at one end of the creation shop. And the creation shop is replacing Mouse Gears as the uh, store okay. in Epcot. Uh, so they have done pavement all around the area. Um, there is a, uh, you know, they've got all the electrical conduits and piping that they would need. So this is going to be a permanent popcorn stand. Uh, it's not just going to be a cart, um, but they will be selling popcorn there. So very exciting. If they would just bring back Orville Redenbacher and get rid of Pop Secret, it would be great. I don't think that's happening. Well, if Orville Redenbacher pays enough. Maybe. Uh, Zach Ridley has shared a uh, view of the new Club Cool Floor. So That's I right. So I have a question there. Okay. Can I guess? Yes. Is it just like a sticky mess? Is that what the photo is? That would be exciting if right? it were. Um, my how Zach Ridley's tone has changed in the past few months. It was exciting elements of Epcot, the new fountain. <laughs> now he's showing us pieces of a floor. Um, but it's talking about some of the design elements for the new floor at Club Cool, which is, as everyone knows, is the uh, Coca-Cola tasting station. Um, Zach Ridley has mentioned that this floor is a... Uh, let's see. Does it have it a is, big drainage? Are they going to be able to hose it down? I mean, are we talking well, now it's a, or, or are there we are, talking there are, It's a terrazzo design. floor, uh -huh. and a terrazzo floor is a poured floor okay. uh, that allows them to put elements into it. So okay. they have actually, like, crushed up uh, Coke bottles and Coke labels, and uh, it's going to be part of the elements of the floor. Um, they have selected colors and aggregates uh, to uh, complement Club Cool. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's it essentially it's the colors of a Coke can. So it has nothing to do with functionality. No, no. But I'm sure at some point it will get sticky. <laughs> oh, it will definitely get sticky. Yeah. I was hoping maybe they had something that was going to like, you know, wash itself down. Self-washing floor sponsored yeah. by Roomba, maybe. I know, right? All right. Um, a multitude of harmonious 
barge, nope. The harmonious barge has had a lot of its fountains testing lately. Yes, because this one barge has, I don't know, it seems like 6,000 nozzles They're on it. They're all pointing in the wrong direction. <laughs> They're all pointing at me for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of looks like a fireboat. If you've ever taken a cruise, like, we, you know, we've sailed out of New York Harbor and they send the fireboat to uh, spray down as the ship is leaving and the boat's firing in all directions. So that's kind of what these uh, harmonious barge tests look like. It's the center section. So it's not the small taco barges, but it's the giant ringed section mm-hmm. from the center barge. And yeah, it's just, it's spraying water everywhere. <laughs> so I'm hoping that either they can figure out something that they're doing with that, or maybe they just honestly haven't adjusted the nozzles yet to the right right angles right I'm, I'm sure when it's part of a show or it'll a work. display it it'll just it'll look better right now right in the animal kingdom uh they are now building a moana inspired sand sculpture that's right it seems to be the big thing now uh that they are putting the sand sculptures on dis- the discovery island stage uh, i think it was what 15 tons of sand yeah um but they are creating now a new moana inspired sand sculpture and this is uh, replacing the Raya and the Last Dragon and National Geographic Secrets of the Whales sculptures that were previously there. Work on this sculpture began on May 8th, and it is celebrating um, Asian Pacific, uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander community because it's uh, Asian Pacific and American Islander month. Uh, it's a recognition Okay. You know, much like we have Black History Month. and Right. Um, so they are celebrating island history, and uh, it, it should be done by now. The last last picture I saw, they were still still working on it with shovels and picks. But uh, they're still, you know, they're always pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. If you can build something beautiful like that out of sand, it's, it is impressive. I mean, what do you think these guys do? They come in once a month and build a 15-ton sandcastle at Disney. It's not bad. I mean, I don't know how much money they get for it. I think it, it's but... a part-time job. Probably. Right. Uh, Celebration of Festival of the Lion King premiered this Friday. Very exciting. Yes. Um, Festival of the Lion King, quite possibly my favorite show. Um, But uh, they have a scaled down version of it called Celebration of Festival of the Lion King, which has just reopened. Uh, They do social distanced seating, so the crowds look a little sparse. Um, But uh, all four singers are back. Uh, There are no tumble monkeys. Uh, the birds that usually do the aerial routine, there is no aerial component, so they're just dancing on the stage. Um, and the, I don't know, the animal ensemble, I guess you would call it. Yeah, right. The other, the dancers. Right, the dancers and the singers. Um, that's probably maybe one quarter of what it normally is. But they've still got the stilt walkers. They've still got the the fire twirler. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's back. Nice. It's still the same same songs. Um, still runs about 23 minutes. You're really just missing that couple minutes of the tumble monkeys. It's the only element that's been removed. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be exactly the same, but it seems like they made a a pretty good effort. Yeah. It's a start. Yeah. A new digital tip board has been added in the animal kingdom. That's right. There are actually two new digital tip boards. Uh, one of them is over near expedition Everest and the other one is at the, uh, pizza safari. Um, and they are, uh, you know, they're kind of using these to replace the old sandwich boards uh, that just had the uh, safety messages on them right now. Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios got, excuse me, these digital boards earlier. And now they're moving them. Cheryl's yawning across the way and making me tired. <laughs> um, but uh, 
new digital signage, uh, you know, nothing fancy. Right now, it's just got the COVID protocols, pro- okay. COVID safety messages on there. But uh, they've kind of distressed them to look a little older and worn out. and They fit into the theme of the park. Right, as they like to do in the Animal Kingdom. Right. All right. In Disney Springs, Gideon's Bakery has debuted new hand pies and Hocus Pocus Cauldron Cocoa Bombs. That's right. Uh, Gideon's Bakehouse. Um has these two items because it's part of the halfway to Halloween oh, celebration. Um, these two items are going to be available from May 10th through May 12th while supplies last. Um, the Gideon's hand pies are a uh, handmade Gideon's Bakehouse chocolate chip cookie baked inside of a flaky buttery pie crust. I mean, that doesn't sound terrible. No. And the ganacherie is offering, is actually doing the um, uh, Hocus Pocus Cauldron Cocoa Bombs at Disney Springs. Now, in order to get your cookie at uh, Gideon's, you need to know the secret phrase, which you can only get through the TikTok. Oh, my. Great. For Disney Parks apps. So if you're going to get one of those, you need to know how to order it. Yeah, if you, and also if you have any hope of um, getting into Gideon's, you need to, oh, those look delicious, you uh, you need to get in their virtual queue, which can be anywhere from uh, like two to six hours. Right. So, and, and they, they do cut off the line at a certain point. So if the uh, estimated return time starts to be passed when they're going to close, they stop adding to the virtual queue. Right. Now you went to Gideon's two weeks ago, did you not? I did. But I got there and put our name in at like two o'clock, okay, and or two thirty, and got called at five thirty. So by the time, and then we actually came late, so we got called up, and, and the guy had told me that if I was in the middle of something and couldn't come right away, to just you know reply to the text and let them know that. So we were um, getting dinner, so I replied to the text. So we showed up about six thirty, and I was in line, and you were not able to add to the virtual queue anymore by six thirty. Okay. So if you don't get there, you know, kind of late afternoon to get your name in, you're probably not getting in. Now, what what did you think of your Gideon's cookie? Oh, it was amazing. I thought it was very good, but I'm looking at this one now where it's the same cookie wrapped in a pie crust, mm. and I think it's just way too much. No, I would still love that. Okay. Uh, I do wish I had had, like, a microwave in the room because you know how I am about, like, warmed up baked goods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you first get them, they're – I don't know that they're warm. But they're, you know, extremely fresh, but a couple, you know, a couple seconds in the microwave. Mine was still gooey when I ate it. Was, I didn't eat mine until You know, later. all we need to do is go put it on the car dashboard for like 12 seconds. That's actually what I did the next day when um, when I was eating it. I was by the pool and I just sort of opened it up and laid it out on the, on the chair next to me. You know, covered, of course. But right. uh, it was pretty gooey. All right. Duly noted. All right. Um, also, in relation to um, food... Temperature checks have been removed from restaurants, and this mostly or totally applies to restaurants that are at the resorts. Yeah, they've uh, started shutting them down, uh, specifically the Wave. They have podium uh, with uh, temperature checks, and all that exists there now is a hand sanitizer and a QR code to check in. Okay. So I must say that's that's one of the, the nicer features, I think, that's come out of the whole COVID-19 is... Uh, you know, utilizing QR codes for your menus, mm-hmm. 
um, which saves a lot of these paper menus and stuff that they would otherwise, you know, ruin yeah, the or environment. Like sticky, do you really want to touch somebody else's sticky menu right? if they're not really wiping them down right? And the QR codes for check-ins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, normally you don't even have to go talk to a person. Normally with a advanced dining reservation, you need to go check in at the desk, tell them who you are. They look you up. You scan the QR code and bing, bang, boom, you're in. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, more roofing trusses have been added to the Polynesian monorail station. Yep. Uh, roofing trusses, no actual roofing yet, but that should be coming shortly. Um, all of the uh, monorail supports have been laid. Uh, on the side opposite the resort, uh, the monorail supports are still painted pink, but that will be coming uh, uh, off or, or, or not. Um, I don't know why they would leave them pink. Uh, but uh, it's it's coming along, and the station looks gigantic compared to the old one. Yeah, from the from the footprint that I that I've seen, um, which is good because that's the reason the whole reason they knocked it down was that old uh, monorail station was just too small to accommodate the crowds. Right, and um, it, you know they're expected to open, I believe, July between July seventeenth and nineteenth. I think it's July nineteenth is mm. their opening date, so they should be ready for that. Awesome. Um, in uh, the Disney Cruise Line uh, has some news about the Disney Wish. They're showing us some information on the new kids clubs. Yeah, uh, the big thing, Disney Oceaneering Club, that's for kids ages 3 through 12. Um, you know, they're going to have theme spaces, interactive games, entertainment. Uh, you're going to be able to check into the club in the Grand Hall on Deck 3, and then the kids can slide down in a secret entrance slide into the club on deck two. So cool. Which I thought was very neat. Now, I want to be able to slide down there to pick my kid up. (laughs) Um, I am pretty much child-sized. Here you go. So I I think I might be able to fit into that tube. Maybe. Um, They've also got a section called Fairy Tale Hall, which is where uh, guests can enjoy three activity rooms that are themed to some of the classic princesses. They have Rapunzel's Art Studio, Bell's Library, and then um, the fireplace section, which is related to Frozen. That is a Frozen fun room where kids can enjoy snowball fights. Uh, There's the Marvel Superhero Academy, where kids can enjoy choosing their own superhero suit and interacting with Spider-Man, Black Panther, and more. And then they also have virtual interactive missions as part of Avengers Mission Training. And then the last piece of the lab is the Imagineering Lab, It's the first of its kind where kids can live the life and discover the secrets of Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, So you get to dive into the minds of Imagineers as you look at uh, some of Disney's theme parks, resorts, and cruise ships through hands-on activities and experiments. And then they have a ride studio where kids can design and climb into their own virtual coaster. That's. I mean, it all sounds very cool. Right. I want to know how many drunk adults are going to get stuck in the the slide tube. tube. I don't think you're going to be able to get into the tube. You think it's going to be guarded? Yeah. Maybe there's going to be a hostile takeover. There will be someone there. (laughs) All right. And then in Universal News, uh, the Velocicoaster and Jurassic World um, are sort of taking over uh, everything about Universal. It's it's all about those two things. It is. We knew that uh, the Velocicoaster was scheduled to open on June 10th, um, and they went into some pass holder previews. Uh, as well as some um, uh, soft opening type stuff. 
Uh, so they went into soft opening, which is where it is now. Uh, guests have been able to line up for the afternoon and they've been riding. Uh, they actually have their single rider line open. Uh, the single rider line pretty much completely avoids the themed queue. And uh, it sounds like the queue is uh, very, very uh, intricate. Lots of raptors, lots of raptor scenes. Um, and uh, the last part of this story is that they have... Open, well, they will be opening up a Jurassic World tribute store now that Mardi Gras is over. They had the Mardi Gras tribute store, uh, and they will be opening up a Jurassic World tribute store in Universal Studios Park. And uh, this is going to pay homage to all things Jurassic Park. Very fun. Yeah. Sounds like a, uh, like a good time. Yeah. Uh, I've heard the one-word review of the Velocicoaster uh-huh. is relentless. Oh, that does not sound like a ride so, for me. Oh, I no, mean, I on. like roller coasters, but I don't like relentless roller coasters. You rode Hulk. You enjoyed Hulk. It, it can't be worse than Hulk, right? It, it probably can, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I'll never ride it, so as much as I want to. You have any uh, final words? That's all I have. All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>